What is up, bros? Welcome to the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I am Jonathan. And I'm Vic. And we are... A- oh, sorry, I wasn't sure if... Oh. I don't want to throw <laughs> off your guys' thunder. Sorry, you go ahead. <laughs> nah, you're good. We are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. Today, we are joined by... Our f- most frequent special guest, Vic, from Crash and Taz's Movie Cellar. How's it going, guys? Yeah, do I get a medal or something? I, I, I think plaque, you do. trophy, something, I don't know. Some kind of recognition <laughs> for the, the most visits on your show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to figure that out, because I was thinking of getting you, like, a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will gladly wear all bros merch, like... Don't even don't even tempt me with a good time. I will gladly wear some <laughs> some all bros merch. Do not do not even tempt me. <laughs> oh, we'll definitely make that happen then. <laughs> but yeah, I I lost track of how many episodes this is. This is like six, <laughs> yeah, six right. or seven, something like that. For sure, all the Spider Man ones or, and. There are as, as many as I can think of that you've done for Spider-Man, uh, Endgame, um, Tusk. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Tusk. And Tusk. Uh, yeah. So there's there's a few. <laughs> yeah. The one, that, the one that's seared into my brain is the Endgame one because you tried jacking up our character development score. Well, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> there's... There's no jacking up whatsoever. I'm just we'll we'll go on. This could, I could go on for a while about that. We'll, Come on, guys. Just, that that's in the past. <laughs> We're in the present. Come on. Can you tell that I'm still bitter about it? A little <laughs> bit. Wearing your wearing your Captain America shirt right there. Like yeah, a little bit. I could tell. I mean, let, if it was Hawkeye, yeah, I'd be bitter too. I mean. Yeah, I ma- I made a fashion choice today. I'm like, nah, we're talking to Vic today. Guess what I'm wearing? <laughs> <laughs> and I did share with you guys like off or like before we started recording that you know I was I was never always like I was never really a Captain America fan. Like I I, I enjoyed him. I like him, but he's not my favorite until Falcon and Winter Soldier, and he's not even in it. But like <laughs> you know, I'm just I don't know. I don't know. I I just feel no like real development from him. He's always the the boy scout kind of thing. Man, we are not getting into this today. We're not. No. <laughs> We're here so, to talk about something else. All right, so before before Vic freaking spikes my my blood pressure, uh <laughs> we are going to be talking about in Funko Focus a new uh Avatar the Last Airbender figure Hell that yeah. is getting released. Um, and then in through the wall, we have three bits of news. Uh, the first one, we're going to be talking about the Shang-Chi trailer that dropped, ooh, this week? Last week? I think it was this week. I think it was this week. Yeah. I, I swear it was this week. Yeah. I think, um, right. we got some Sonic the Hedgehog 2 news that I'm super excited for. <laughs> And then Rose and Vic are going to fill us in on a new Sony and Disney deal for 2022. Hell yeah. Can't it's wait. mostly Vic, guys. I'm just going to spoil <laughs> it right now. It's mostly Vic. It's all good. 
All right. Well, with that, or after all that, we will be breaking down the New Mutants, which has been a long time coming. (laughs) I mean, hell, we we almost put as long of a delay on that as Fox did releasing it. (laughs) For real, though. So how long are you gonna wait? How long are you guys gonna wait to do Black Widow? As long as MCU like waited to release that, or yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> we'll just keep pushing it back. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm gonna go on the record right now and say I want to be on that episode when you do do a a, a Black Widow episode. <laughs> just saying, I am totally fine with chatting for an hour plus about Scarlett Johansson on the big screen, so. <laughs> We're down. <laughs> yeah, same here. I don't know why All I just right, said well. same here when he clearly said we're down. <laughs> I'm losing it. Alright, well, with that, let's get into the actual episode. What do you guys say? Let's do it. Hey bros, this is Caleb cutting in to ask for your guys' help to support a couple indie filmmakers we connected with and to support their upcoming film, Willow and Lydia, the story of a couple that have struggles conceiving and turn to supernatural methods of help. Follow the creators on Instagram, at SuperAstra, and check out their campaign link in the description of this episode. They would really appreciate the help, and we love to support indie filmmakers, so let's make it happen. Again, all links and info will be in the description. Thanks, bros. Alrighty, first up, starting off in Funko Focus, we have a new Avatar The Last Airbender figure, which Vic was actually the one to remind us about this one, because I, I completely forgot about seeing this one. Yeah, I think it just didn't like stick out as much as some other ones did. Like, it's still a bitchin' figure. I... I think it. So you want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, yeah. I I think um, this one stood out for me just because I I love I love Last Airbender. I watch the show like if I can watch it all the way through. Like I can never just watch an episode just to get my my Avatar fix. I always have to like watch the entire series. Um, but yeah, I mean. I haven't seen, I've seen one like with Aang, he's, he's on his little air ball, like where he's just kind of like floating, but this one was like badass cause he's in the avatar state. He's got fire, the earth, water, wind all around him. Uh, and it's during, you know, his last battle with the fire, the fire Lord or the Phoenix. Uh, what is it? I think it's like the Phoenix Lord or whatever he calls himself. Um, Ooh. What does he call it? I think, yeah, I think it's the Phoenix Lord. Something like that. Or, oh, the Phoenix King. The Phoenix King. There you go. You're right. Um, yeah, so, I I mean, I I just think it looks badass. Um, yeah. It it would, it would probably be, aside from my Dumbledore pop and my four, uh, Tombstone pops, this might be, uh, one of the few non-marvel pops that i would try and pick up yeah it's a it's a killer figure the 
the thing that like stood out to me because like they had the the normal one, mm-hmm. but the one that stood out is that they're releasing a ten inch of that Avatar State Aang, and that would be bitching. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. I, the one I've seen so far, um, or at least that they've been uh, saying is like the six inch. Or at least that was the biggest one that they had that they had that I had seen, but I haven't heard about the ten inch. But that'd be nice too. <laughs> yeah, they. Ugh. If I saw if I see that one in person, that might be a hard one for me to turn down. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but I also have a journey ahead of me with some Hulk figures right now. So <laughs> I'm trying to help you with it, we'll man. See. I'm trying to. Help. I really am. I've been in touch with my guy. Uh, he said he's going to entertain the idea. And uh, I texted him today, just kind of just trying to shoot the shit about, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier stuff. And I haven't heard back from him yet. So he's either busy or like he doesn't he doesn't want to like run the risk of me talking business with him. So we'll see. I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to help you with that with that journey, my friend. <laughs> oh, man. Uh yeah, that's that's going to be an ordeal. Um, but anyway, that's the newest Funko figure that's coming out. Um, there's a few other Avatar ones coming out. I think there's uh, Ozai, yeah. Fire Lord o- Ozai's coming out. Uh, Tylee. Uncle Iroh oh, is on name? there, it looked like. Yeah, they have a few few new ones that are coming out. Oh no, that's so. not Iro. Sorry, that was uh, General. Shit. Oh Zhao. General Zhao. There you go. Yeah, and yeah, he's got the one's... he's got the little bag with the moon spirit. <laughs> Bless you, sir. He's Thank got you. the bag that was that's holding the moon spirit from that episode. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Oh, such a good show. Such an amazing show. So if you guys haven't watched it, go check it out. It's on Netflix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll try my best. To... Uh, You've never seen The you... Last Airbender? What? Yeah, Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. I tried to get Gross. into it. I just couldn't. Okay. What? Yes. I don't, I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. Oh my gosh! I've never heard like wow. I mean, to each his own. To each his own. It's fine. But oh my god, I've never like. Uh, no, not to each his own. That's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, shit. Do so. You, okay. What did you like? Have you just tried watching it from like beginning to end, or like what have you tried doing? Oh, like, uh, this was, like, when I was, like, younger, and it was actually, like, still on Nickelodeon. I caught, like, I think, like, one or two episodes that were, like, completely out of order, and I don't know. Oh, that's where you went wrong. That's where you went wrong. Yeah. I don't know. The characters just didn't do it for me. What? Watch. Okay. Okay, dude. (laughs) You need to watch it from beginning to end. But I start with I start with the movie first, though, right? No, dude, no, I will no. punch you in the gonads. <laughs> no, no. Utah's you closer. Not start with the movie. Utah's closer for me than it is for you. I will personally go oh. and kick him in the nuts. Do not start with the movie. Don't even bother with the movie. The movie sucks. 
Oh man. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, that is a that's a cultural staple of our generation. You cannot get away with not watching it, watching that. You need and you need to watch it from beginning to end. You do. Absolutely. Yes, yes sirs. <laughs> Jesus. Dude. Oh my gosh. Talk about see, and you thought I was gonna get your blood pressure up. He just got it up. It looks like he got it up quicker than I ever would have. I was building up to it at least. Oh man. <laughs> Dude, I cannot freaking do it with with you two today. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh my goodness. Could you imagine? I, I don't even know what I would do if you guys did, like, an episode on your own. I My heart would explode. <laughs> be hilarious. Uh, I mean, is this a you bad can't really say that. Pre- There's very few things that you, like, you and I have discussed, like, a lot. There's very few things that you and I differ from, like, have differences in and difference of opinions. <laughs> this is one of the Captain America and uh, Captain America is one of the few and maybe my to each his own statement, but <laughs> about Rose not having seen this episode. There are those those <laughs> that, that show. So is it a bad time kill to also bring up that I have never seen Invader Zim? <gasps> I just want that's a tough just, one too, but uh, listen, Invader Zim is not tonight. for everyone. That, that's really what it is. I will admit, Invader Zim is not for everyone. It's not, okay. but it's still a good. That's still a good show. That's a good one. Okay. But Avatar: The Last Airbender is for everyone, and if you haven't watched it, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh if I absolutely hate the show. I'm just saying you won't. Bet. You will not hate the show, bet. dude. I. <laughs> Ooh, what am I gonna bet you? <laughs> Rochambeau, you got Rochambeau. No, like I need to put something like significant on the line. Getting kicked in the balls. If he does isn't not like this show. No, it's it's. <laughs> it's like, hold on, guy. Getting kicked in the balls gonna, is not significant. Oh, Rochambeau. Gonna that, that's gonna stop me from get, having children. So, excuse me. Mm. Okay, ha- I <laughs> I will give up. My Hulk shelf. If you do not like the Avatar oh, Last Airbender, nah, dude, that's too much. Nope. No, that's I will how conf- I like it. No, then. that is how confident I am that you will like it. Yeah, but how do you know if I'm not faking? That's because true. Now, because now that you've said that you're giving up your Hulk shelf, I'm even if I hate it, I'm gonna lie because I'm not gonna take that from you. Yeah, that that's a tough one to put up. That's a tough one yeah. to put up, man. Okay. Slap bet. Um, Slap bet. I need, okay. What else could I put up? <laughs> Slap bet. Fine. Yeah, we'll do a slap bet. All right. <laughs> Deal. Yes. And record that shit. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. If you do not like Avatar The Last Airbender, I will let you slap me. <laughs> Okay, deal. <laughs> but if he does like it, then you get to slap him. No, nah, hitting Rose is like hitting a puppy. <laughs> I can see. Yeah, I, can I don't see know that. how I, I should feel about that. 
No, I wouldn't want to hit am you. I, am I like that sensitive, or like am I like? That? No, it's just you're a good guy, man. Like you're one of those guys. Like, <laughs> thank you. I would feel bad after like, yeah, I could be drunk off my ass. We get in an argument, and like, not saying that I could, but like, if I did, like, beat your ass, like, I would feel bad afterwards, you know. Bloody it's knuckles like, and all. You're like the uh, you're the all bros equivalent of Tom Hanks. <laughs> I'll take that as a huge compliment. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, like uh, a comedian I listened to pointed out, he's just like, if if someone if it were to come out tomorrow that Tom Hanks punched a nun, everyone would would ask, so what the hell did the nun do to piss off Tom Hanks? Yeah, that's fair. Like no one would even like question why Tom. Like, well, he must have had a good reason. <laughs> That's a good point. True that. Yeah, and if something bad happens to Tom Hanks, then it's like a national tragedy. <laughs> I mean, hell, did you see how like much the world freaked out when he was uh and had COVID? One of the first case, yeah, it was one of the first cases of COVID. That's I feel like oh one of like gosh. the big instances. People are just like, oh my gosh, it actually is something. <laughs> It's not fake. It's not fake. It's got <laughs> Hanks. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I'll I'll so that's what we're putting on the line if you don't like Avatar. Dude, okay. he should make And if you if you do like Avatar, I just get bragging rights. All right. He, deal. Speaking of Tom Hanks really quickly, he should do like a uh, a sequel to Forrest Gump where it shows him as Forrest Gump getting COVID because he was like in yes. every other big national like <laughs> thing like and, and then it you know what I mean like he's the one that like with the Watergate and all that stuff like he's the one that called it in supposedly like it, I just <laughs> think that would be so funny like let's do one where it's Forrest Gump but this is like you know the 2000s version it's, oh it's gosh, him that be... uh, realizes that it's a good thing to wear a mask and that it helps everyone. It's not doctors <laughs> that discover it. It's Forrest Gump. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be insane. Or he was there with the guy that ate the bat. I don't know. Like they could do something. They could. They could. <laughs> they could do, do so, something. I feel they could actually do so much <laughs> with Forrest Gump during COVID nineteen. Indie movie makers, oh. let's make this happen. Come on, please. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, moving on from Avatar <laughs> and getting into our through the wall segment. Uh, I'm going to start off with the Sony and Disney deal first, and we'll make our way to what I think we have the most to say about. Okay. So... Vic, you know a little bit more information than than we do on this, so so I I found today. I don't know that this news dropped today, um, the twenty second of April, and the year of our Lord twenty twenty one. I don't know, like I don't know if that was today that it like dropped, or if maybe this is just when it got bigger. But um, that Disney and Sony have made a they have this deal where starting twenty twenty. 2022 uh to 2026 um disney plus is going to have a lot of their um a lot of like sony 
movies available to us on Disney Plus, starting with, of course, Far From Home, um, Homecoming, Venom, uh, and that's also going to include, so like after, um, like after uh, uh, No Way Home, Spider-Man No Way Home uh, hits theaters and makes its way to streaming and everything, it'll be available on there as well. Same thing with like Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Uh, it also includes stuff like uh, Hotel Transylvania and a couple other stuff. But I mean, the big one is definitely it's like in all the other, all the other, all the other shit. shit. What we're talking about is Spider Man. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like I don't want to, I don't want to digress on any other bullshit. Like Spider Man is <laughs> gonna be <laughs> available on Disney Plus uh, after uh, Spider Man No Way Home hits theaters so i'm freaking excited about that shit so be badass that's gonna be crazy because then oh wait i can't say all of them but well all the ones that really matter all the the mcu movies will be on on disney plus the only one that wouldn't be is incredible hulk Mm -hmm. and i don't even really consider that part of (laughs) it yeah I mean, it, it would it's be It's hard nice. to consider it because it's just, it feels so detached. It does. No, it, it, it if, does. Do you feel if Mark Ruffalo did actually pay, play Bruce Banner in that one, it wouldn't? I think it would have helped. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I but, think it's just so many things were changed about that. Well, it wasn't even that many. It was the design of Hulk changed. The actor for Hulk changed. And it's just like a bunch of things, like n- nothing came out of that movie. Yeah. Not like you there... only see him as a supporting actor, <coughs> excuse me, or character, like in future films. You know, I mean, what's his, uh, Tim Roth, like, you know, Abomination, there's nothing about him. The only one that we see out of that film is, uh, what's his name? Um, Thunderbolt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. Like, yeah general you know, ross general ross you know we don't see anybody else really and that's about it i mean now tim roth is going to be in the she hulk uh show as abomination but that's like the first time we see him again or even hear about abomination in years you know wait he's got yeah he's well, you go on imdb and he is listed on there my friend Okay. He's he's casted on there as Abomination. That's going to be cool. So, like, yeah, it's like, the I think that's, like, exactly the reason it, it feels so detached. Very, other than Thunderbolt Ross, nothing came out of that movie. Yeah. Nothing, no, Lucens got tied up. Uh, the only thing, okay, the, let me, like, backtrack a little bit. The only thing that came out is the 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 little short that Marvel did the one shot uh called the the consultant mm-hmm. and it was I think it was uh Agent Coulson was in discussion and they were trying to figure out how to recruit the Hulk be because the only person that General Ross was willing to like give them was abomination and they're like no he's a bad guy 
and they needed someone to go and convince him, and then that's how the whole end credit scene with uh, Iron Man happened. Well, you've heard and of so it, like it just ties into that. You've so. heard of some rumors, right? For uh, I mean, it's all fan theory and stuff, but about like Dark Avengers or like the Thunderbolts. The thunder, yeah, the Thunderbolt, not the Dark Avengers. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm. I was gonna say Dark Avengers, not Dark Avengers. Completely no, different. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I I did mix them up. The uh, the Thunderbolts, um, because they are lining up a lot of stuff. I mean, anyways, that's we could get into that a lot more. I'm sure if that if if time allowed it, but <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah. But it's just it's been so many years since we've seen anything from Abomination. They teased the leader. Which nothing came from that. It's just like so much stuff that they could have incorporated. Nothing ended up happening. Right. Like seriously, the only thing that you could pull from that movie is the end credit scene. And you would basically have everything that the Incredible Hulk movie was. Or what it led up to. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, hey, we need a big guy. <laughs> True that. Like, you could have made that, like, a, another end credit scene at the end of, like, Thor or something. And it would have had j- just the exact same amount of impact on the MCU as a whole then. Yeah. Gosh. Dude, I'm so pissed off with the MCU and Hulk. <laughs> I'm about to get into another rant. <laughs> but. <clears throat> oh, shit. Overall, I'm excited to see Spider-Man on Disney Plus and everything that's going to come after that. Yeah. Um super excited. And I've been really like I've been reading the uh Donny Cates Venom and I like I'm really like I don't know, I've been wanting to watch that film too and it's just not it'd be nice if it was just like on something like Disney Plus where I could just throw it on whenever, you know. I mean, I know there's other, there's other, uh, what's it called, uh, forms of streaming and stuff, but uh, I'm pretty sure it's on HBO Max. Is it? You yeah. might be right. Then I have to check on there. I haven't really like dived too much into HBO Max. I do have that available to me, but I just haven't really like looked at too much of what's on there. Yeah, they have a lot of the DC stuff on there. Yeah, <laughs> your 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 face didn't near said it all. Yeah, um, yeah, a lot of the uh, the DC stuff is on there, and there's some pretty decent movies uh, here and there that have been on HBO. Yeah, no, I've seen we've um, seen a couple, um, but just I haven't like dived into looking for like for that particular movie on it. But they have the best <clears throat> movie of all time though on HBO. <laughs> What's that? Alvin and the Chipmunks chipwrecked. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? You mean you don't like the <laughs> werewolf one? What, like the Halloween one? Come on, man. I mean, I'm sure he <laughs> likes the original Chipmunk movies, not just the live action ones. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you guys. They're a guilty pleasure, okay? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> So Spider-Man will be on Disney Plus <laughs> 2022, guys. Does that include yeah. Into the Spider-Verse? Ooh, I don't know. I would imagine so. I mean, that's Sony, right? 
Yeah, I think. Well, I'm. I'm just. Yeah. Saying, I'm just wondering because Netflix has the rights to that movie right now. So they'll. They'll probably. That's probably why they say 2022. Yeah. Okay. There's. They'll probably sense. have like, um, like have to wait out. I, if I remember, like there were some movies. I think like um, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. They'll have to wait it out like until after it's had its run on Netflix, and then they'll like move it on to there. So I mean, yeah, there, there, there's all of those, you know, deals, other deals and stuff that they have, streaming negotiations and stuff that they've got that they've got to wait out and stuff. But I think that's why they made that like a four year span where you can, you know, you'll still have time to watch all that and have it available on something like Disney plus. That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it'll be nice to see like a completed, uh, MCU list. Yeah. Cause I always, I always seem to forget where homecoming goes. Homecoming is going to be, after it's the third one so far like if you if you just kept watching from the infinity saga on uh so like wandavision is supposed to be a few weeks after the funeral um falcon no i'm at uh i'm at homecoming oh oh oh, oh, sorry yeah i I always seem to forget where that one goes because i think it's at it's after civil war but before what is it doctor strange I think so. Or cuz yeah, didn't Doctor yeah, chronologically out, like, I know it's a little later. it's like immediately after but um release date oh. wise I think it's I forget where that one always goes. Yeah. So it'll be nice to have that like set in place. Um All right, so yeah, we can look forward to that in 2022. Um, another thing that we can look forward to, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Set, some set photos have come out from that, and I could not be more excited. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the, the first Sonic the Hedgehog? I didn't. Oh, Dude. Is it good? <laughs> it's I, it, really good. One thing I was excited about was that they did they did change up his look to be more video game accurate as opposed to like the shit that they came up with at the beginning of it all. <laughs> yeah. That was that was just flat out garbage. Um, that was hu- but that was huge to see like and I mean hu- like let me just go off on a side ta- like a little like tangent but like just huge to like how it showed how much of a voice like fans and viewers like like how or how much of an influence they can actually have on stuff i mean they stopped they already had that first credit already out and they hit the brakes quick and dude yeah because it's i mean it it obviously was not that difficult for them to change that (laughs) No, I think that it was a little harder than people think because you have to see the movie, and we talk about this in our breakdown uh-huh. of it. Which I've, it I listened to the breakdown, but I didn't. I haven't watched it. That's I, I'm not gonna lie. A lot of times, a lot of the movies that like if I haven't seen them yet that you guys talk about, I still listen to them. I don't mind the spoilers when I'm listening on here. 
Yeah. So, like, one thing that we talked about in there, you could, you could almost tell where they, where what they had done with the old model versus what they um, started from scratch with the the new model, mm. because there were times where the the new model, it, he like he's very like active, very uh, animated, just quick movements and just like very animated but yeah. then there were some scenes where he was just kind of like border like almost stationary where his uh movements were a little bit more subtle a little bit more like lifelike not quite as animated mm. as he usually was throughout the movie yeah so i think it's like with scenes like that where they they just swapped them out they're just like okay we have the movement tracked we just need to put the new model on there and so it seemed like it wasn't very it felt like more realistic in the movements rather than like crazy zipping around and yeah like you, if you pay attention to it like you can definitely see those those t- moments i'm not against watching it it's 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 not that i'm against watching the movie i actually do it's on my list it's just not as high on my list of things that like is important for me to watch right now i mean Honestly, like Falcon and Winter Soldier is like top of the list. That's why I plan on watching, you know, staying up till, you know, after midnight to watch that. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, that just, I mean, it, it, it is on my list, though, of things to watch. Yeah. It's a good one. Um, it's a good one for kids, too, I think. Yeah. Especially ones that enjoy Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. So. We definitely give it our our seal of approval. Yes, we do. But the so the set photos that came out, and this is kind of a a spoiler for Sonic the Hedgehog, so skip ahead if you haven't seen it. But uh, so Tails makes a cameo appearance at the end of Sonic the Hedgehog, and the set photos show that they have Sonic, Tails, and knuckles i do like knuckles knuckles is pretty cool yeah so knuckles is going to be in this movie and they have like uh plastic stand-ins for the actors Uh uh-huh um so it's just like like super stationary like almost like they did like the 3d model of of the uh the hedgehogs but they're standing out and painted and everything they look freaking amazing and so, like, the, really, it was only that and, like, a couple scenes with, like, the human actors. So, uh, uh, James Marsden uh, was, he looked kind of, like, dirtied up, like, explosions were happening in, in some shit. Um, but the big thing was that those three stand-ins were there and Knuckles was a part of them. Nice. And there is a rumor going around. It is not confirmed, but I think it would be damn near perfect if they did this. The supposed voice for Knuckles is possibly going to be Jason Momoa. That would be... Actually, that would be perfect. (laughs) That would. (laughs) I'm trying to think of, like, another actor that would... Like a like the voice, anyways, that could fit that, and that would actually be pretty good. 
I sometimes forget how deep Knuckles' voice is. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. This, so, uh, so Sonic is, I, I'm assuming, is still going to be voiced by Ben Schwartz. Uh, Tails, I forget who the name of the voice actor that does Tails, but it's going to be the voice that did, or the, he's going to be the voice voiced by the person that voices him in like the video games and any other appearance that Tails has been in. And then, yeah, like Knuckles, like they've moved around Knuckles, like the voice actor a lot. Um, so, yeah, I think Jason Momoa would be a really fun fit for this. That would be. But you cool. could any like tough and gruff actor you could possibly throw in as Knuckles. Like True. I was trying to think of like better ones, and the only one that I, I thought of that was just like, eh, maybe was like John Bernthal. Who, uh, for those of you that don't know, he played Punisher in the Netflix series. What about um, like? No, maybe not. Never mind. I was gonna say I I was gonna I was gonna mention someone, but I don't think he'd be capable of even just kind of scruffing up his voice a little bit. I was gonna say I was gonna say uh, Tom Hardy. Like, even if he could just like scruff it up a little bit. Or like God. just kind of lower the tone. I dig that too. That'd be a but tough I don't. One. I don't know. I don't know. I like that. Yeah, I've never heard his voice get like all. Yeah, like that's why said, I'm saying like rough. you have to get. He'd have to be like kind of gruffy. Yeah. But I appreciate though that they're kind of basing Knuckles off of uh, a little bit how he looked in Sonic Boom, where he's slightly taller than Sonic. But, like, not, like, I feel in Sonic Boom, he was way taller than Sonic. Here, he's just slightly taller. So, I, I feel yeah. the proportions don't look weird like they do in Sonic Boom. Because I hate his height in that one. Knuckles should not be that tall. But, what do I know? Um, but here, I feel it's the perfect mix. Yeah, the only thing that's missing from the model that I think that they should add is the spikes on his on his gloves or does he have the spikes because I, I wasn't kind of it does the picture it looks I'm like he at, does yeah the picture I'm looking at looks like he does he do, okay at least with I might have just missed with him. his right arm or sorry the way we're looking at it it would be his left arm or left hand whatever okay maybe I just missed it or confused it for a rock or something in the background but yeah, super excited. I freaking love Knuckles. I'm curious as to who the villain's going to be. I'm theorizing that it might be Shadow. <laughs> I feel if they put Shadow in, it's too much for this sequel. You're already introducing... Really? Them. Yeah, I don't know. I feel now that you have to explain uh, why Knuckles is here, having to explain where uh, Shadow comes in, that's just going to be a lot to do. And because we don't know a lot about Dr. Eggman yet, or at least his crazy side, and he's the one that creates Shadow, I feel that if they do make a third one, they should sh uh, save Shadow for the third. Uh, I hope they do. Because I, I really like Shadow. But... I mean, I, I think... I don't I know, I don't know who else point, they could though. do as a villain. <laughs> I, I can see Rose like, having a point, though. Like, you know, I think the smart thing would be to like 
open open yourself up to have more content, more movie. You know what I mean? Like if you can throw out a third movie um with explaining this char- like having some more depth in another character, like I could see that being pretty beneficial for them. You know what I mean with yeah. at least with doing something like that, you know, if if, if I knew I had to play the waiting game a little bit just so I could get out a third movie to, you know, a franchise that is, you know, semi-popular or pretty popular. Um, I, I would probably go that route, like what Jonathan said. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I mean, if they're going to try bringing in Dr. Eggman again, which I, I assume that's what they're going to do. I'd be very shocked um, if they do yeah, because it's like, who else does Sonic face? Yeah, ex- ex- <laughs> other than no, Shadow. Exactly. Yeah, it's. <laughs> well, I, it would be way too. Um, I feel if they try to bring in Metal Sonic, people would just be like, "What the hell?" Introduced Eggman in the first one, and now you're bringing in Metal Sonic. The shit. No, they're they're <laughs> just gonna have another Mecha Godzilla situation on their hands, <laughs> and that would be so dumb. Fair, yeah, fair enough. It, it would Honestly, get a lot of hate for that. I'm just excited that we're getting a second movie to this, because I wasn't sure we were going to. Yeah, I remember it was up in the air for a while. Yeah, so I'm glad that that they're making a a sequel to this, because I think the first movie absolutely deserved it. It did have its, its issues, but I think they worked them out as best they could. Oh, yeah. So... Congratulations to everyone that's working on that, or that did work on that. We appreciate the hell out of that movie. And the fact that it's the same director really makes me happy. Yeah, yeah, that. that's gonna that's gonna be so cool. All right, last up, we have the trailer for Shang Chi, or apparently, as it's appropriately pronounced, Shang Chi. Shang Chi. That sounds so yeah. much cooler. Suppose, I know. <laughs> or Shang-Chi? Yeah, Shang-Chi. I think it's Shang-Chi. I don't know. I, I'm I'm just going off of what feels right, you know? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, so this trailer dropped uh, sometime this week. And I'm so excited. I'm, I, I always... I love when Marvel grows a pair and is willing to take a risk on a new character like this and from the looks of it it seems like we're going to have a really fun character on our hands oh yeah it, it i feel like this is going to be this is one of those like in my opinion like um <clears throat> let's say like ant-man or even guardians of the galaxy scenarios where they're throwing in a character that, like, I don't know. I mean, Ant-Man in the comics, like, he's, like, the first one knocked out. But look at he's, like, he's got two big movies that people love. You know, he's a character that people love. And I I can see this doing very well. And it did make me a lot more excited about it. Um, it's a character now that I want to get more introduced to and familiar with that uh yeah it's it's 
it's a really it looks like it's going to be a really great movie yeah hopefully this movie doesn't suffer from the i'll i'll just call it the marvel syndrome of excessive cuts in the fight scenes yeah um i'm hoping with it with him being a kung fu based hero that they are more willing to get crazier with the choreography Mm -hmm. and be willing to do more than uh do more than just like a shit ton of cuts to explain what a fight scene's doing. Because I think what makes a good kung fu movie is all of the action being seen at one time. And I I would not I don't know if um if he's involved, but I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if Jackie Chan was involved in choreographing this movie. Because there are some things in this trailer that felt very Jackie Chan. Um, so he's in the like he's on on a bus and it's like crashing or tipping or or whatever, and he does this thing where he kind of catches two people with his feet. Yeah, and the way that he does it, like the first one, he kind of catches with his foot, and then like someone else kind of comes and so he catches them with the other. Like it's just that movement felt like, like a classic Jackie Chan, like freaking Rush Hour stuff. And Gosh, I love that movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, so it's. I'm hoping that's in some way, shape, or form that he was involved in this. I'm gonna look it up. Um, but this looks like it's gonna be. Fr- Super cool. So a little bit of history, or at least the history that I know of Shang-Chi. Um, he is the son of a, I want to say Chinese mafia, like boss. And his father wants him to take over uh, his position, but he refuses and kind of goes off and lives his own life, learns Kung Fu, becomes the greatest fighter in the Marvel universe and and everything. So I think some people are saying that his father is the Mandarin. There, they are. I, from what I've heard, and um, I'm not again just because I'm not <clears throat> super familiar with him, um. It sounds like they are kind of like uh, altering his story with that, and they are going to be making the Mandarin like his father or like somebody who is a father figure, anyways, to him, um, and like is the person that trains him and everything. So I, that's what it's sounding like. I don't know if that's something that is um, that's true to the comics. Or if it's something that is like MCU is just kind of altering it just to make sense for the MCU's sake, anyways. I think that's what's happening because the Mandarin in the comics is mainly uh, an Iron Man villain. Yeah. 
And so with this, it would make sense that the, the Mandarin is his father in a way. Just because they don't want to just be like, oh, it's just some random mafia dude. Yeah. Yeah. Or he's the um, power broker. It looks like it also looks like they're changing the the ten rings a little bit. At least this uh, again, this is just a pure assumption on my part. That so the ten rings in the comics are literal, like wear them on your hands. Mm-hmm. They're rings, and when you have all ten of them, you can like it's basically like a less cool version of the Infinity Stones. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but in this there's a scene where you see someone's arm and there's like four rings on their arm so I'm wondering if they're more bracers than like rings Mm -hmm. because if you look at Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi sorry if you look at Shang-Chi in the comics one of his identifying traits is he has the red jumpsuit that he wears for his outfit but he has um bracers mm-hmm. on his arms on both of his arms but in the promotional because we got a poster and some other like official pictures on set the one thing that he's missing is the bracers and so i'm wondering if the the 10 rings are going to become oh, like his bracers at the hmm. end <clears throat> I can see it being that, um, or even, uh, you know, just something that comes along, like that kind of completes his, you know, where they're, they're going to try and make him as close to like he does in the comics. And I feel like it's going to be something part of his costume or his makeup that it's going to complete itself as it goes along. You know what I mean? Kind of like. Um, you look at Doctor Strange, we don't see him with a cape until like, you know, I'm more than what, halfway, a little more than halfway through the movie when he gets the, yeah the cape of levitation, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so I'm wondering if it'll be something like that, but yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I'm, I, that's kind of where I was at on my assumption that they've kind of changed that up a little bit, which I'm all for, like, you know what, just give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His suit looks super badass. Um, everything in this show it looks like it's going to be killer. Yeah. Or this movie it looks like it's going to be say, killer. I was going to say, dude, movie. Yeah, I'm not sorry. Show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so I'm getting used to the the or saying show now when it comes to Marvel. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Um. But I'm excited. I hope he does get the bracers because in the uh, the podcast I listened to where he uh, Dynamic Duel they did a, an episode with Shang-Chi and Lady Shiva from DC Comics and, and like that's literally the only way that he won was like their stats were like neck and neck but what put Shang-Chi ahead a little bit was his bracers <laughs> so if the mc removes them it's kind of like eh, it's... <laughs> i'll be a little disappointed but not much just i'm, I'm excited <laughs> for this movie uh anyway 
based off this trailer, one out of ten, how excited are you? Um, I, I'm up there with like a nine, like an, I'm 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 like at a nine because it's again like where we're at with Phase Four now, like we're already in the you know the ball's already rolling, like the ball has been rolled for Phase Four and. I'm excited because it's it's one of those like it's just a character that they're going to introduce to us now that I know now I'll be able to expect in future films, you know, future team up films. And that's something that I am super excited about. So it's it's made me just seeing the trailer just made me that much more excited about it. So definitely a nine. Nice. Um, Rose, don't kill me. I'm at like a seven and that's only because this movie is kind of giving me the same feelings I had with Dr. Strange. I really don't know the character, but I think I'm going to enjoy this movie. I'm going to be able to learn a lot more about this character and I think I am going to have a good time, but I'm not like, I'm excited, but I'm not like overly excited. You're not, you're like, you're not there yet. Yeah. Probably need at least one more trailer. Right. Just tickle your balls a little they bit. They just need to sell you, know? you a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, Aquafina's doing a great job so far, but she always does. Yeah. I'm... It's I'm like a very, like, a soft nine, but or a very firm eight. Um, Just because, again... I'm excited to see a new character. I'm re- like I love the uh, being introduced to new characters. Like Guardians of the Galaxy, loved it. I already was familiar with Doctor Strange a little bit uh, when he came out, and same with Ant Man. So this is like for me, this is like the second brand new character that I I know nothing about. And I want to learn more about this character. Um, I'm trying to find some, like, his essential comics <laughs> to read. Yeah. So I'm I'm really excited for, for Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. God damn it. <laughs> it could go either way. We'll get there. We'll get My there, stupid yeah. American brain doesn't read it right. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, but anyway. Like I said, super excited. Can't wait. All right. And I think that wraps up everything for Through the Wall. So I think it is about time that we can move on to this week's headliner. Let's do it. Let's do it. For this week's headliner, we will be breaking down The New Mutants, which came out in... When did this come out? 2020. It was supposed to come out in like 2017, wasn't it? No, 2018. <laughs> yeah. 2018? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. <clears throat> they finally released it in August of last year. Bloody hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, better late than never. You gotta yeah, get no enough. shit. 
I mean, it didn't make its budget back, but not even a little bit. I mean, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> All right. So if you guys are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually grade to come to a final all bros uh, letter grade. I need to say score, then grade. Whatever. Um, so the eight, categories that we, <laughs> the eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal grade at the very end. And then all of that math gives us our schoolhouse grade for the movie. And then it gives us what something to compare to with everyone else. So, if you have not seen this movie, spoiler alerts, um, Rose is about to ruin the entire movie for you if you have not seen it. So, Do it. go check it out and then come back and listen to us. <laughs> yes. Or listen to us if you don't give a shit. <laughs> Either or. Yeah, so, all right, Rose, take it away. Okay. All right, Danielle, Danny Moonstar, a young Cheyenne, I hope I said that right, a yes. uh, Native American, is hidden in a tree by her father as her, as her entire reservation is devastated by a tornado, leaving her the only survivor. After falling unconscious, Danny awakens in an oddly empty hospital run by Dr. Cecilia Reyes, who comforts Danny, explaining that she is not an ordinary human being, but rather has unique mutant DNA and advises her to remain in this hospital until she learns the effects and how to control them. Danny is introduced to four other teenagers, Samuel Sam Guthrie, Ileana Rasputin, Roberto Bobby Da Costa and Rain Sinclair. Rays has brought each of them to the hospital after they have each accidentally caused a horrible tragedy. Sam collapsed an entire coal mine on his father and co-workers. Roberto accidentally burned his girlfriend to death. Rain escaped her devoltry Catholic vi uh, village after being branded a witch. And Ileana was enslaved as a child and sexually abused. All of them, however, possess superhuman abilities due to the mutations in their DNA. Roberto can manipulate solar energy. Sam can fly at jet speed. Ileana has interdimensional sorcery powers, which can, due to the sexual abuse, manifest itself as horrific beings called the Smiling Men. And Rain's lycanthropy... I know that's not how you say it, allows her to turn into a wolf. Rays herself is also a powerful mutant who can manipulate plasma energy force fields, preventing the five of them from leaving the facility. Collectively, the five teenagers believe they are being trained to join the X-Men, hence the strict supervision. Rays warns them that they are considered dangerous and should not leave until they have mastered their superhuman abilities. After a failed attempt at escaping, Danny plans suicide from the church clock tower, but is prevented by rain. The two begin to form a romantic relationship, but on the other hand, Ileana antagonizes Danny, who discovers that Ileana has a hand puppet of a purple dragon called Lockheed. Soon, the group all begin to have horrifying visions of their past tragedies, one of which results in rain getting branded on the neck. Both Ileana and Ray's deduce 
that the visions are the result of Danny's powers manifesting themselves, the ability to physically manifest fears, illusions, or other thoughts from a person's mind. Ray's consults her employer, Ray consults her employers, the SX Corporation, who instruct her to collect Danny's DNA and then euthanize her. As Ray straps her down on a gurney, Danny's panic causes her causes her powers to go haywire. Her wow, sorry. Causes her powers to go haywire. Ileana and Sam are attacked by the smiling men while Roberto tries to break through the hospital's outer barrier, which is now contracted in diameter. Danny uses her powers to learn of Ray's true intentions before Rain arrives in half-wolf form and mauls Ray's, forcing her to flee. The five regroup in Ray's office and realize that Ray's was train- training them to be assassins for Essex, and in order to escape, they must kill Ray's to deprive the force fields of their power source. They find and confront Ray's, who warns them that Danny is too powerful and will destroy them all. Ray's restricts them all with force fields and tries to again kill Danny, which unleashes the demon bear. Danny's own fears manifested through her power and the true cause of her reservation's destruction. On her, Ray's is devoured and Danny rendered unconscious. Rain tries to reach through to Danny when Ileana, while Ileana uses her powers to travel to Limbo where she retrieves a glowing sword, armor, and a tiny physical manifestation of Lockheed to battle the demon bear. Eventually, Sam and Roberto join the fight as well as Rain, all to no avail. Danny is visited by her father's spirit, who encourages her to face her fear. She awakens and confronts Demon Bear, calming and thus dissipating it. As day breaks, the group leaves the now unshielded facility to find the nearest town. Noise. <clears throat> um, I feel like this description kind of messed some stuff up. <laughs> it kind of did. Yeah, like, um, what's his name? Sam? Uh, yes. The, uh, yeah, so I know he is supposed to be, um, the f- film equivalent of Cannonball, mm-hmm. the oh, okay. X-Men character, <laughs> and he's a, a speedster. Like, he's not able to fly, he's a speedster. <laughs> Oh, but he, his powers his power is weird because he, the faster he runs, it's like the more indestructible he becomes, and then he, he's able to like bounce off shit. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, and then I mean everyone else's was was pretty spot on, but his. Yeah, his power is uh, is a little bit different from everyone else's. Hmm. Or at least from the way that they described it. Yeah, but that, that's a very good point. This was a an, an odd movie. <laughs> like, it was good, but it, it was just odd. Like, when we're talking about story, it was adequate. I feel like it was missing some shit, though. I can definitely agree with that, and I know uh, the director did say that he, I think he had, like, 
uh, two more sequel or two sequels planned after this one. So it definitely feels like it. Yeah. <laughs> it like in terms of the story, I feel like. I mean, I don't know what you guys gave it, but I know, like, I think mine was pretty high um, in terms of, like, uh, story grade. But, I mean, I thought it was good just because, like, it could set, I feel like it could have potentially set up a lot more stuff. So, it's kind of a shame that, like, you know, I don't think we're going to be seeing much come out of that or anything come from that. But I think that there was a lot that it could have set up. Yeah, the like the way that they set up Essex, the X or the Essex Corporation, mm-hmm. they could have introduced Mr. Sinister. They could have introduced a lot. It's just Disney acquired Fox back yeah. or not back. Disney acquired Fox and they're just like, "All right, whatever. We're like we're cutting our losses. Yeah. Just freaking release the movie." Yeah. Everything was just thrown out the window at that point. Yeah. So it's it definitely feels like an unfinished project in a way, like with yeah. this story, but thinking about it as like not taking into consideration what it could have been or what it could have led to like this. It wasn't a bad story. Like, so Vic, you were definitely the one that enjoyed this or that rated this a little higher than us. Mm-hmm. Um, Rose was actually the harshest on this movie overall. <laughs> oh shit. I just thought I was going to be the nicest. Nope. Wow. <laughs> yeah, uh I was I was def I was in the middle. It was funny. It's or it's funny with this one cuz it's yeah, I'm I'm in the middle with most of these scores other than Oh, nope. I was nicer with acting too. Never mind, I was in the middle for a lot of this. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, well now I feel bad. <clears throat> um, so the story ended up scoring an 80. With That's all of our bad. combined okay. scores. I feel as just like a lonesome X-Men movie, I actually really enjoyed that. I didn't think I was going to enjoy this one. For how much hatred it was getting, so many yeah. people felt it was unfinished. But no, I I loved the focus on just the, it was five, right? And there were five kids, yeah, five mutants, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I like that it was just kind of just focused on these certain five. Um, I especially liked the way that they set up the hospital, like it truly felt like a prison, even though they didn't want it to, but it did. Um, just like the aesthetic, the way it looked. Um, I don't know, just like, I I think um, the location alone had great story building. Yeah. Made, made the story it did, that much better. Like, when they were talking about, like, how they were being, or when they thought that they were being trained to become X-Men, um, it, I, I will admit, I fell for it. <laughs> Like I thought this yeah. was going to go a completely different direction but I fell for for the uh the X-Men lead on yeah because I was thinking like okay this definitely does seem like something Professor X would have in place if it when it came to 
mutants with more dangerous abilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he would send someone that could protect them, like the or what Dr. Ray is in the uh her force field abilities. Yeah. I'm like that definitely feels like a, a an Xavier move. Um Yeah, and then as soon as I saw Terminate, I'm like, oh, that's not him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you guys like the X-Men joke, though? Like, after the whole, oh, they're training us to be X-Men. And I think it's, was it Sam says, wait, X-Men get paid or something like yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was pretty funny. Yeah. But I I really enjoyed it. I Like you said, I enjoyed this a lot more than I thought I was going to. Like, I thought this was going to be another Dark Phoenix, but oh, it's real, though. really good. And I this think... Is, I think that's why, like, my scores ended up being a little bit higher because I did go in with the expectation, like, this isn't going to be that great. <laughs> like, I w- you know what I mean? Like, you hear all this about, about these movies and then uh, you end- I end up watching it and I'm like, this is actually, like, it's a pretty good... Like, I I enjoyed it a lot more than I really did anticipate. Yeah, same here. Um it surprised me like it like ins- i think instead of getting another dark phoenix i think quality wise maybe another x3 oh okay that's just comparing it to other x-men movies yeah now. oh dude i can totally agree with that yeah it was it was good it was good um i really liked the the manifestation of everyone's fears mm-hmm. um the only one that confused me is with sam in the laundry room and it was like that fire hand that slapped against the uh the washing machine i well didn't he say with uh because of his accent he literally Burned like and buried all, or something. yeah. Literally burned and b- buried all of those people. Did he say he burned them? I thought he said he blew them up. Yeah, it probably was that. I I think, but I I mean, I watched this for the first time and only once this week. So I mean, I I think that's what he said, but. Yeah, the way his powers were portrayed were a little bit weird, but I mean, we'll get into that with effects. Because when it with this, it did not feel like he was a speedster. No, not at all. It felt more like, like know... he could, like they were making him like he can just, um, I don't know, like just catapult himself, or you know what I mean, like just kind of push his way through, or you know, just I don't know. It's just weird, like pr- yeah. Yeah, it's odd. Like, I know he kind of has, like, with in the comics, like, from what they set up, it's he becomes, like, a human human cannonball. So, like I said, the faster he runs, the more indestructible he gets. And so he does become, like, like he can smash through walls and, and stuff or, like, use his energy to bounce off of of things. But in this, it just felt like he could turn himself into a rocket. It was very true. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but overall, um, I think 80 is a pretty fair score for the story. Yeah, I can definitely. Um, yeah, it was above average, but was just lacking in some areas. Yeah. Uh, moving on over to writing, we actually gave this one a little bit lower. So this one ended up scoring a 76.3. So, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but once again, Rose was the harshest on the on the writing. But <laughs> how harsh was I? I so I gave it a seventy three. You gave it a seventy. Oh, okay. And then uh, Vic gave it an eighty six. <laughs> I I enjoyed the dialogue and the writing in there. You know, I you know what I mean. It wasn't. I I didn't think it was too bad. You know, I I mean that there were definitely parts that, um, like I can agree they weren't maybe the best or you know it definitely uh, lacked in quality but i felt like you know just in terms of like the dialogue the interaction all that stuff i feel like it i felt like it was it was pretty good um i felt like it was well deserving of a of a decent score but that's just my opinion i feel what kind of brought it down for me or no, the biggest thing that brought it down for me is what is uh, the uh, Eliana? I don't know why, but she is like stereotyped. Is just she just comes across as a bitch, and I know that's what she's supposed to come across as. But even like towards the ending, I never, I never really got empathy for her. Maybe a little bit, but not as much as they probably wanted me to. Because for like. Like seventy five percent of the movie, oh, I could give two shits about her because she was just such a a bitch to uh, yeah. uh Danny. Yeah, that's fair. Um, for me, what brought it down was just some weird, like again, it was like Ileana brought it down for me. Um, but the scene that like stuck out the most when it came to like, I feel poor writing was when they were up in the attic and they were doing the they like strapped on the lie detector and then what's it or Roberto is just like dare I'm like you're strapped to a lie detector yeah. shit. yeah <laughs> I guess you're trying to be cool but no it's not working here buddy sorry I I think like for me um I know like again just jumping back into like the interaction um and I think something that Rose was saying, like about like not really feeling empathy. I I didn't. How do I say this? Like, I think it was it was a pretty like it was a pretty good representation of how people can be like when you are just forced to interact with people. Like at the end of the movie, I didn't feel like she and Danny were any closer. You know, like. I mean, they were, but it's not like they were best friends now and ready to like yeah. share secrets and stuff. I I feel like at the end of the movie, it's like, you know, uh, I, I I'm around you. I can be around you because like there's no one else to be around at this point, and I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? Like that's that's how I felt, and I feel like that was really like accurate of again like of a 
how a real life situation could possibly go. Yes, you have now gone through this shared traumatic experience, but you know, that doesn't necessarily mean like, hey, we're going to be best buds now and wear each other's friendship bracelets. You know, we're, <laughs> you know, they're just kind of around because that's the only, those are the only friends or people that they have around at that point in time because according to them, the nearest town is 20 miles. So at least for the next 20 miles, like, you're what I've got kind of thing, you know. Right. Um, I think one thing that I, that just felt odd and it was just like an inconsistency was like I justified it as her disappearing because she was afraid when it came to like the final battle with like the smiley faced men and when she came back and it was like she brought her sword with her or she brought like had like her metal arm or whatever yeah and the way that it seemed like oh she went there to get that stuff when earlier in the movie she had just manifested it out of nowhere Mm -hmm. and it was even the sword the sword became like a a legitimate sword it wasn't just like an energy sword and so it was just like that like little inconsistency i feel like that was more of a writing issue than than anything it was just like okay which is it is it something that she can manifest is something she has to go into her limbo to get um and it was like little things like that but something that i really liked and i use like very loosely (laughs) with this situation when she was, uh, when her fears were manifesting and it was like the smiley faced men and just like how creepy they are mm. and the way that she explained it, like th- these horrible things were happening to her, but it made everyone around her smile. And the way that it was just showing like she was raised or used in like, like mafia or probably sex trafficking i'm sure yeah yeah and that and it's really neat i i did appreciate not appreciate but i i I kind of like i i get what you're saying because i um like seeing that i don't think that's exactly what they were i think because when they show her like she's a little girl and that's just how she portrayed these men and so that's what that fear then manifests itself into is what she kind of remembers as this, I don't know, however old she was supposed to be, you know, when they show her as a little girl. And I, I, I really liked that, that I was like, I was like, hey, they're not like, they're not meant to be like these actual monsters. It's just they were monsters in her head at that time because there were horrible things happening and like like she said that whatever was done it made them cry but it made those people those smile those men smile and, you know and it was it was like oh my gosh like that is an interesting like just way of wording it and like you know alluding to that uh you know that uh reality or her reality you know 
Yeah, and the way that she was written, she did feel very disconnected from reality. Like she had her little puppet, mm-hmm. uh, Lockheed, um, and just like little things like that. So it would make sense that her, uh, her fear when once it was manifested was something outside of reality. Yeah. Um, and I was pointing this out to Brielle because she was just caught the the ass end of the movie um how all of the smiling men are dressed at, at like typical mafia gangsters mm-hmm. like the silk shirt that's like open up and i'm like that's wild because yeah. it's like we like as an audience member that someone that as an adult that knows what's happened or knows like a situation or, or can, or can comprehend what, you can comprehend the deeper meaning of what she is saying or what she's describing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. I just really liked that. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I think they could have gone a little bit more into Sam's and Roberto's, uh, fears a little bit. Yeah. Cause with yeah. Sam, it was just like the one instance where he woke up and he thought he was in the cave. Yeah. And then Roberto was, he was in a pool and thought he saw his on-fire girlfriend, which was creepy as shit. That was some creepy shit. I mean, kudos to the special effects department, though. They did a great job on that. My one thing. Oh, absolutely. I think one thing that did bring things down for me, especially that part where, like, he's in the pool, it shows him, or it shows Ileana, but, like, and she was in her room the whole time. And like, yeah, like what the hell was that? Like, yeah. no, yeah. nobody else's like, um, okay, like Rain, like she sees the pastor that like beat her near to death, but like it, she didn't see anybody else that was present in that building, like there with her. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand why his quote unquote fear included Ileana in there you know what i mean unless he's like secretly scared of her um but i don't i just don't get how that fit like why wouldn't he just see somebody that like i think that could have been better if like he sees a girl he's just like hey who are you kind of thing and then it just like all of a sudden it's this burnt to a crisp you know woman or his former girlfriend um, I think that would have probably been a little, not, I don't want to say better, but it would have brought it up a little bit for me. I just, I was so confused. Yeah. I was like, I don't get why she, ha- like, what, I don't know, like, why did he have to get led into the pool with the image of Ileana and then all of a sudden, like, she's his girlfriend that he burned alive. Like I said, unless he's secretly yeah. scared of her. <laughs> Yeah, that was confusing as hell. Cause like it took me a second to be like, wait, she was just like, is she messing with him? Yeah, that's what I thought. But but then it was like, but then I started thinking like, okay, maybe it was the fear thing. But then it's like, okay, but it's they set the president that she can quote unquote teleport. Yeah, she yeah, goes she into can, her like, limbo, goes into her limbo, so, but comes out a different portal kind of thing. Yeah, so it's like okay, it makes sense that it like. Like what? What happened? <laughs> yeah, I mean that. That's 
that is something that I was a little confused about. And I think the writing could be, that could have been adjusted there. Um, but yeah, that was, that was something that definitely brought me down. Yeah. Overall, I mean, there was just a lot of issues, a lot of little just nitpicks here and there, but those little nitpicks start to add up. That's true. Um, dialogue wise, it could have been better. It wasn't the best, wasn't the worst either. Um, I just think it was somewhere in the middle, but I think 76 is 76.3 is actually a pretty decent score for, yeah, for writing. Yeah. Especially as an overall, like I think so too. Yeah. So moving on over to acting. Uh, once again, Rose, you were the harshest. I was actually the nicest for once. I feel like I'm usually the hard ass on, on acting, (laughs) but I was just a few points above or a couple points above Vic. So I gave it an 89. Rose gave it a 77 and then Vic gave it an 87. I'm harsh. Um, so who was the standout for you guys? Mine was Danny. Um, for somebody that like, I I didn't really look into that actress. I don't know what, if she's been in anything else or what else she's been in. Um, that I would have known her from, but mine was her. I think, I, I don't know. I just felt like, um, I didn't feel any real disconnect from her character. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't feel like she kind of disconnected from who she's supposed to be or who she's like that she is trying to be somebody there um definitely had like some issues with all the other ones though (laughs) you know what i mean like all the other actors especially roberto i don't know what the hell it was about roberto that i was just like i can't stand this guy (laughs) i don't know what the hell he was was. annoying it's it's the pop collar isn't it i yeah yeah. (laughs) um yeah they just didn't i just don't think that they developed everyone well enough no like it's just you kind of it was almost like they expected you to know who they were already and it just didn't work because i don't know i think they tried giving us that with the uh the attic lie detector scene Mm -hmm. but it just it didn't didn't work (laughs) but i think like i think I think you're right. I think they did kind of go into it like expecting people to like just kind of know who they were um, and just kind of know their background. But I feel like, I don't know, I think of all of them, uh, I know I've heard Magic, uh, who's Ileana's character. Um, I, I don't, I don't think I really ever heard of the other ones very much so i i i mean it's definitely it's definitely not like you're throwing out wolverine you know rogue scott summers you know these people that obviously people know them uh but i feel like i think you're right i think they kind of went in expecting the audience to know who they were right off the bat yeah i think something that would have served them well that i feel might be a little on the cliche side but I think what they could have done to 
improve who we thought or who to improve the character is to open it up open the movie up like and do a scene like they did with um with Danny show the the moment where their powers began to manifest show us that um what was her name Raina or Rain Rain yeah yeah show us that she was branded by by a witch or branded as a, as witch. a witch and but i think that's what like their their biggest fears were was when they were finding those out and i think yeah, that's what that they would have tra- made sense to see later on yeah too like no it, it, to see all this the shit it's just like could you imagine how much more of an impact that like that scene would have with with rain and the pastor had we seen that earlier had we seen the first yeah, mark that as, she got as opposed given? to as opposed to her just saying it in their group therapy yeah i, I mean it just yeah been a little like just a little extra being like oh sh-, like if we when we hear his voice again like we hear like witch witch and then like the branding like seeing a scene with that and then later on like you could still have like the therapy scene and talk like so she talks about it just kind of recapping yeah. what we saw in that opening bit and then once we in the shower and then that happens again and you hear the like you're a witch you're an abomination blah 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 like hearing that you're voice again would have been yeah would have been like <laughs> terrifying I'd be like oh shit I, I but like there I was just like okay what's happening I think instead of her just talking about it like during the group therapy you know maybe if uh it would just cut into like her story and then sh- like show a flashback of that i think that would have been good um i think to like the reality of it is it being i mean and i appreciate this too um like it is supposed to be a group therapy session and you don't always get the most interact not interaction but like um what's what's it called uh uh cooperation or you know what i mean um it's it's you're always going to have people that are just not ready to share so i feel like it would have been hard to like even include it in that area i would have appreciated that but we didn't get everybody's you know i i'm right. just you know i i, I think it would have just been a little tough to find out unless like you cut into scenes like maybe where sam and roberto are talking and he's telling him you know what happened with his dad like i i think instead of again instead of just him talking or them talking about it you cut to that scene or you cut to that flashback that would have been i think that would have been better because then like you said when it shows the the fear then it would have had a lot more impact or would have had a lot more weight to it you know so i i do agree yeah. with you I, I i think just finding the right time and moment at like towards the beginning of the move of the film was wasn't exactly there yeah i would have personally opened up the film doing everyone's backstory other than iliana's i would have left hers pretty much exactly how hers was kind of leave her as a mysterious character until later on 
Um, but I would have done it with everyone else just to give them a little bit more depth to their character. And I think all the actors, they did the best job that they could. <laughs> yeah. But it's just they weren't given that much to work on. Like, I think had we seen a little bit more, and I know I've seen like super, like the guy who played Sam. I've like he's in Stranger Things. I've seen yeah. some amazing acting from him. Yeah. So it's not that I he can't do it. It's just he was working with like some shit material. <laughs> yeah. Like and like like what you said, like open up with uh with the scene of his powers manifesting, show just the destruction, don't show exactly what's happening, like don't show like who was left in the cave or whatever. Um, save that for later on when in the laundry room when they're having that moment. Uh, but just show, give us an idea of what their powers are yeah. and how it affected their life. And it, with Roberto, yeah, definitely show, or I mean, don't show us, but just do the, the burnt girlfriend <laughs> yeah. bit. Yeah. Show somebody yeah. swimming, and then he's like, you know, what the, who the hell are you? Like, hey, who, you know, maybe he might think like, hey, Eliana, hey, Danny, like, who is it? But they maybe, maybe he thinks like, oh, they don't hear me because they're swimming or something. But then as she comes, like, he looks down, doesn't see anybody, and then like, fucking pops up and it's to this burnt hand that grabs him, kind of like what it did. You know what I mean? Like. I think that would have been better. I just didn't. I was I was confused with why Ileana's image was there in the first place. Again, unless there is some kind of fear. Maybe they're trying to just say, like, he's a little scared of her. I don't know. Yeah. One thing. I, I, so a good way to improve that scene. Um, I think what you could have done is just had an image of a girl swimming, but made it like. Made him think that it's Ileana. And then show something happen. Like maybe she like dives and is underwater for too long. And he jumps in to like rescue her. And then while he's underwater doing like an underwater scene. And then like when he grabs the person. It's the it's burnt her, That would have been cool too. Yeah. That would have. Yeah. I mean it's a horror movie. Go all out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I I actually like that having an under an underwater scene like that. Um, but I'm that's that's what I meant. Like, yeah, just a figure that you don't know too, who it is. Like that would have been bitching. Oh yeah. I we Amanda and I did laugh. Um, when like how you know Doctor Reyes puts him out, she just like grabs the freaking pool net and like boop, like pushes him in there. For like, real though, is that simple? <laughs> Isn't he supposed to like manifest or at least like? Yeah, like manifest uh, powers of the sun or whatever. So, like, wouldn't that thing have just <laughs> caught fire and not even got close to him? I mean, like, yeah, only he like twenty five percent of it got charred. He was like <laughs> fully flame flamed on, and like you're telling me that that thing just could touch him and push him in. I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, there were there were some things. There were there were a few things, but I, I guess I didn't let them get to me too much. So, yeah, it's like she. Your your power is you can manifest shields. You couldn't just put a shield around him and push him in. <laughs> they had to make it a whole joke. 
Well, not a joke, but I don't know. Just the way that he looked when she started pushing him, and he's like, oh, you got me. In the wise words <laughs> of Peter Griffin, excuse me for being retarded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah. Um. So, Rose, who? Uh, any standout for you? Um, I know you already mentioned him, but uh, Charlie Heaton was actually the standout for me. And it was especially that uh, scene where um, there are, uh, what, they had like two group meetings all together in this movie? Either two or three, right? Yeah, they had a few. Okay. And it's the one where they're focusing on him and he's telling his story. And she uh, raises kind of like, well, you killed so many people. And he's just like, well, then why is that the only thing that I'm, I'm known for? Why am I stuck here when I feel that I could be bettering myself out there? I know what I did was wrong, but I feel like I've paid the price for it. And I don't know, just, I, I feel Charlie Heaton got a really good emotional scene, or at least from what he was given in that part. And so to me, because of that, he was actually the standout for me. Yeah, he he was so good. I feel like they wasted him. Yeah, unfortunately. They, they could have given him so much better material to work with, but yeah. Um, for me, my standout was actually Eliana. As much as she pissed me off, <laughs> but I think that just shows how much how good of an actress. Uh, oh, I forget her name. Uh, Anna, Anya, Anya Taylor Joy. An- yeah, Anya Taylor. Or Anya. Sorry, thank you. I can't pronounce names. Yeah, <laughs> she. She was really good. She aggravated the ever-living shit out of me. And, I don't know, I just really liked it. (laughs) Like, it's, uh, like, someone you love to hate, like, character-wise, I, uh, like, she just got on my nerves, but. So she kind of, like, Loki for you? Not even low. Like I feel Loki's more likable than she was. Yeah. Um, uh, how about Joaquin Phoenix in the Gladiator? Yeah, that's a that's a little closer. I was gonna say John Walker and Falcon and the Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, there you go. Just, yes, that's okay. John Walker's even closer Spot than that. On. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, she. I feel she just gave like a really solid performance, and I think she had like the best material. Material was able to work with a lot of what she was given, and it just it worked for me. Nice. So yeah, so like I said, I was nicer than both of you. I don't know <laughs> but, why I was so harsh. Well, Damn. Yeah, Rose was like super harsh. I'm cold. Um, but yeah, so acting is sitting at an 84.3. Uh, moving on over to character development. Um, who did you guys grade? Uh, Deb, was it Debbie? Danny. 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 Wow. Danny. Horrible with names. Um, yeah, I kind of, I, I mostly focused on Danny when it came to character development. Yeah, I did too. 
Um, what did you guys think overall? Overall, I, I liked it. I think my biggest problem with her story arc is the fact when Ray's announces that, oh, you know, she's a super dangerous uh, mutant. Um, you know, she needs to be executed, all this stuff. But yeah, after this whole, like, uh, like, I don't know if you guys were in the other mutant scenario, would you guys still trust her, even though that she's put you guys through all of this shit? No. <laughs> okay, yeah, see, so the fact that, like, the, like at the end, it's just like, oh, hey, you know, like, we're, I mean, not, like, buddy-buddy, like you pointed out with uh, her and Ileana, but they're okay with just being with her and walking next to her. None of them want to, like, just run off and say, F you, and... <laughs> I um, I get that, but I feel like there's... That would work in a, in a scenario where you're at, like, maybe the uh, X-Mansion, the X-Men mansion, where there's more mutants around and more people to talk to, the when there's fair. only, like, five people. That's a good <laughs> there's point. only, you like, a, a total it. of six, and then, like, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, honestly, like, I mean, I, d like, one of the things was, like, the interaction that she has with Rain at the at the clock tower. Um, you know, I, was, I, I really enjoyed that because it was like, that was a really good scene. you know, it, it's like that, that kind of is how it is in those scenarios. You, you wind up finding at least somebody that can, um, you know, maybe is far enough along that is able to see the struggle and, uh, kind of, um, you know, at least be that, be that helping hand. You really, you know, you really do. And I, I, I feel like that was helpful for that. Um, like with keeping her, I think involved with the rest of the group. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. Like, it's just again, not, just not opinion. Very good point. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was. I wouldn't have trusted her, but I think everyone in that, like in that setting, understood not being able to control their abilities yeah. and hurting people that they cared about. That's a good point. And I think Rain pointed it out, like, you didn't do it on purpose. Right. Like, it was an accident. One thing, one issue I did have, and this is, like, a huge issue for me, was at the end. Um <laughs> It was at the end. I don't know if you're laughing because you're probably feeling the same. You probably have an idea of where I'm going with this. I think I do. But all of a sudden, she's like a master of her fears? No. Yeah. Stop. I was like, what the fuck? It's that easy? Is it that easy? Like, I mean, I'm sorry. I have some... I have fears of my own. I'm just as... I'm sure you two do and everyone else listening to this podcast we all have fears and we don't I, I think what we do is we find a way to cope with them uh especially if it's something that is unavoidable you know uh i, I mentioned it in one of our recent episodes that we were in a car accident like a few weeks ago and as of lately i have been terrified on the road but i have to just cope with that you know what i mean i have to find a way to cope with that i can't just be like Stop. <laughs> no. 
don't be scared anymore you know what i mean like there's it's not that simple there's 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 a method to that i i get it i don't know it was just very um i don't know like she just mastered it that's that quickly Uh, and i think that is why for me like a part of it does feel unfinished because it's like i want to see more of i would love to have been able to see more of her um mastering that or at least overcoming or again learning to cope with that and not just point at the bear and make it yeah that was no swiping such i'm like okay do you not see the size of that freaking bear she was the size (laughs) of his like fang like one of his fangs was as big as she was and you're telling me it turns into a little puppy dog when she's like nope (laughs) (laughs) she just talks aggressively towards it and it's like like what like what a shitty power (laughs) i mean i hear me like I kind of like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think her power is cool. It's just when it was like turned against her that it, I was I had the issue when she had to like overcome it for herself. But I mean, I'm thinking I got real like, you know, uh uh Age of Ultron vibes like with Scarlet which, you know, having everybody like again being brought into like just really dark thoughts or visions and stuff like that putting those like i really i got that kind of vibe with her with her power but it just um yeah it was just when she had to face her own fear that i was like seriously <laughs> that's that's how she overcomes this got yeah. point it it didn't feel super great. <laughs> um, I think some like it would have made more sense had her power instead of it being like oh manifesting fear, it'd be manifesting thoughts, but or making like manifesting dreams or just more just when it it comes to like a general sense. It would have made her power a little bit more general not just fear but it's just she was just always afraid of like maybe she was afraid of of what was unknown about her village's disappearance or the massacre that happened there yeah and that's why she like her fear of that or her unwillingness to accept what happened or what she did or whatever you want to say that ended up man like if that manifested into her making people's fears a reality and then it would be those like nightmare sequences yeah like i think that would make more sense than it's just like her power is she manifests fears that's dumb (laughs) (laughs) like what a shitty x-men power (laughs) not wrong well yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's just they could have done a lot better with her. I would have changed her power for one, but it's it is it's very her change is very like sudden. 
it's just like, oh, suddenly she's she has like a little chat with her dad, and suddenly she's overcome, like she overcomes her fear. Like, nah. Yeah. Like, if I have a conversation with my dad about my fears, guess what? My fears get a little bit worse. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I feel uh, because this movie is only an hour and a half. I only find I that feel... funny because I know your dad. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'm sorry. I just had to laugh at that. No, but... you're good. No, you, you got a very good point. Like, uh... I, I'm scared to go your, to your dad with anything. <laughs> I mean, it's fair. <laughs> it's hard to think that he even, like, I don't think he could argue with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> oh, shit. No, I was, I was, uh, I was saying, I feel, um, cause I was kind of shocked that this movie is only an hour and a half for being an X-Men movie. So I feel they could have really benefited off if they stretched it to be two hours. I mean, that 30 minutes could have made up for a lot of ground time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Easily. Like, I would have spent, like, added another five minutes per character, throwing in a little bit backstory, extra five minutes, maybe adjusting, like, how Danny begins to control her powers. Yeah. Like, I would have even changed it so it's like, oh, you we don't let, like, we can still be afraid, but we don't let it control us. Yeah. Like, that would have made more sense rather than her being like, I'm overcome my fear of big-ass giant demon bears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it... They they could have handled that a little bit different, and I think uh, a longer runtime would have served them really well. Um, but altogether, we ended up giving the character development a seventy-five. It's not bad. I mean, yeah, not bad at all. Um. All right. Next up, we got effects, which we have sitting at an eighty-one point three. How did you guys feel about how the demon bear looked? Looked fake as shit. Okay, okay, but it, okay I'm not the it, only one. it did, but it looked it looked like good in some parts. What I liked is that it was um like so obscured. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like it was just here is a giant bear. Like it almost looked like it was misty at the bit like it's coming out of this black smoke kind of thing. Like I liked that because it it wasn't yeah it wasn't like you know just seeing a giant fake you know CGI bear. Fair enough. So I I liked yeah. that they did that. Yeah, it was like overall the effects were were decent. Like I actually thought the the little minor effects that they had like the um the the force field at the end at edge of the property yeah that looked amazing it looked awesome that did look really good yeah um cannonball when he was like freaking going around everywhere going that crazy. looked incredible can i say like, my oh. favorite my favorite effect though was lockheed when they had him like actually appear that was pretty cool 
when when because I had to I ha- I actually rewound it because I couldn't really understand her when she first like talks to the puppet. And That's because her accent is her thick ac- as shit. Yeah, and I but I thought she called it lucky, and I was like lucky. So I rewound. I like went back and I put the captions on, and I was like, oh. This is like that's a I go you know what if it just ends up being a little nod to you know the actual Lockheed then then that's fine by me but the fact that they like brought it to life I was like oh that is so awesome like I absolutely loved that you have no idea um I mean I think and I'm not super like well versed with X-Men lore and stuff but I th- think it like mostly follows kitty pride um i think it's it's usually associated with kitty pride but i mean i was just happy to see it <laughs> you know so that was probably my favorite part of the entire movie yeah. i don't know why I... oh sorry go ahead. Kill. no y- you go no i was gonna say uh Lo- lockheed uh for some reason when i first saw him especially when he came to life he reminded me a lot of uh figment from a journey into your imagination. Have you guys heard of that? <laughs> I don't know why. I got like, Mike kind of looks like Figment. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it was just kind of funny to me. That's hilarious. <laughs> Overall, like I think the effects were pretty top notch. The only time it didn't was the bear fight. Honestly, like I think everything else looked like amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah, for the budget of this movie, it, it effects were pretty spot on. They were pretty good, yeah. Yeah, the only time, like I said, the only time it didn't is when Roberto was fighting the uh, the demon bear. He felt like yeah. super rubbery. That part did. That was one of the parts where I was like, eh. But, like I said, I, I think I liked that they didn't just give us a full body image of a bear. Because that would have really... I think that would have really brought the score down for me, yeah. anyways. Um, everything else, like I know that they had the the smiling men, and they also looked a little rubbery, but it made sense with how the characters looked. Mm-hmm. Things scared the shit out of me. Yeah, but the again, movements were like super nice, though. And again, too, and, like, I Slender think Man like all over again. I think because they're supposed to be, um. Like, I think something that she just tried to, uh, like, um, almost like shut out of her brain or like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's just how she portrays it as like from a child's perspective. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's partially to why they came out the way that they did almost so animated. But I do, I do understand what you're saying. Like, I like that they, they decided to make them that way. Instead of like giving us actual just random men with smiley face masks, you know, kind of like what, you know, I like that, you know, they gave us the preacher, like they gave us a person that is supposed to portray this preacher. But I like that they did that with the smiley face men. Yeah. And the burnt girlfriend scared the really shit well. out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It ended up looking really good. Like in the end, but just enough things to knock it down a few notches. So, eighty-one point three. Not hating that. 
Me either. No, no, that's not bad. Yeah. Um, moving on over to music. Um, let's see. I I thought the music was just as average as could possibly be. So I ended up giving this one the lowest score. I gave it a five. Um, then Rose, you ended up liking it the most out of the three of us. I actually have a reason. Vic was like right in the middle. (laughs) Do what? I have a reason for that. I have a story behind that. So okay, I don't know if I mean yeah, like the music throughout the movie. I I liked it, but you know, like it was nothing like stand out. What stood out to me the most is the uh, song that is playing like when they're showcasing who's in the movie, like at, at the end credits, like who was in it. Okay. And I freaking, cause I thought that soundtrack was, or that track was freaking awesome. And I went to Spotify to go download it. It's not even on the freaking soundtrack for this movie. They didn't release no it. Yeah, they didn't release it till they <laughs> they haven't even officially released it. I would have to burn it off uh, YouTube, and the guy didn't even give the actual name for the song. You so Shazam it. <laughs> I did not. That's hilarious. I just might have to. But yeah, so that's why it's a seven for me, just because that track was awesome. But I'm pissed that I can't find it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So what does um, end up getting then overall? For the so music. this ended up getting a, a six, so just exact exactly where you right you had middle. it at, yeah. Which six is usually what our um adequate uh yeah. or not even adequate, just like they the decent soundtracks go. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I personally didn't. Find anything that just that stood out at all? Yeah, I just thought the music was just like whatever. It wasn't anything like, special. Take it or leave it. Yeah, it wasn't anything special, but it definitely put you into the. It made you feel the vibe. Yeah. So, like I said, I ended up giving it five, but it ended up averaging out to a six. Um. So that's where it's sitting, which I don't hate. Um, then next up we got costumes and this was a unanimous decision we all ended up giving it a six (laughs) (laughs) alright I I mean Um, they never actually get any costumes so it was just basic human clothing so it's nothing really to write home yeah and that's usually what we end up doing with (laughs) with these anyway like like X-Men movies like they're just kind of disappointing when it comes to costumes. But I mean, okay, let me just say that I, I kind of want to defend the the X Men movies. I would, as much as I would love to see it, it would be kind of hard to see. Let's go back to like the first or even the second or third X Men movie to see someone like Hugh Jackman in a yellow jumpsuit. You know what I mean? Like to make it okay. To the well, point if you're going like straight off the page, yeah, it's going to look ridiculous. Right. But I'm saying like, but if that's you what go I mean, with like, like the modern... the concept, if you go with the concept that they had, um, for like you you've seen that suit, haven't you? The Wolverine suit that they had at the end of the Wolverine. I think so. I I've seen the Wolverine, yeah, like, but I'm trying to. It's been it's not yeah, one that so... I've watched very often. 
so at the end of the Wolverine, they there's like this deleted scene where what's her face gives um gives Logan a, a box and he opens it up and it is a it's a Wolverine outfit. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's the cowl, it's the gloves, and then you see like part of the leg. And it's it's not like a super like Crayola yellow suit. Yeah. It's it's like just a, like an off color like white, like a dirty white or yellow or yeah, a dirty yellow color. It looks really good, but again, I I don't think I think the cow would definitely looked weird on Hugh Jackman. Right. But I would have liked to just see him in just the suit. And I I I feel like um at least for that early on anyways especially especially anyways um something like that like okay it's it's definitely not like mcu status where you can get somebody you can throw elizabeth olsen and you know into like the most ridiculously comic accurate costume in an episode of wandavision and it looks amazing like i would actually kind of I kind of like that. Honestly, if I saw more of that, that would be kind of funny and kind of cool at the same time. I don't know how to, but like, I don't think they were anywhere near at a point where they were like, let's take a risk with this. You know, you didn't have, I don't think they, they knew how much people would like actually maybe enjoy it or even how to, uh, go about, like you said, having that concept at, you know, Maybe that would have been a good way. I I would love. Don't get me wrong. I would love to see, like, extremely comic accurate. You know, straight from the page, costumes for them. That would be really nice. But yeah, but it's just when you think, or when I think specifically of the X Men, their comics are very colorful. They're very bright. They're very vibrant. And that was like one of the appeals to the X-Men comics. Yeah. And then you get to the movie and they're just, they're very bland. Yeah. Like all the costumes are very bland. And what aggravates the ever living shit out of me, and I could bitch about for two hours easy. The end of X-Men Apocalypse, we get comic accurate suits that they do not use in the next movie. <laughs> They it don't even kind of tease them in the next movie. I mean, it would, again, it would be really nice to see that. I would love, don't get me wrong, I would absolutely love to see some comic accurate costumes. I really would. But I think I think you just have to be at the, uh, you have to be at the, the level that MCU is at right now to pull something like that off. You know, take a risk like that. Um, I mean, look, look at the first Captain America movie. How, like, how much, like, the comic does he, like, does he actually look his costume? You know what I mean? Like, it's amazing, but they build up to that kind of stuff. They build up to that kind of status where, like, fans can expect that from them. And I feel like the X-Men, the X-Men movies anyways, because of their you know re- let's i don't want to say reputation well yeah their reputation and their their history now with you know the films that they've produced i feel like it wouldn't 
it would wind up being something more for viewers to kind of bitch about as opposed to appreciate. I feel like it's something like they have to build this stuff up. They'd ha- like I th- I think now that Disney has them, they can build this up, build them up anyways, the way that they probably should be built up and lead into giving us just that. Like having those vibrant like you said those vibrant colors, those really like unique costumes that you I think of Storm and I think of the white, you know. I think they'd be able to uh, Disney's going to be the one that's going to be able to give that to us. But I, I don't think, yeah, but I digress. I absolutely agree. And I think if they they pull it off right, what they can do to, like, because every, every MCU movie, they justify the costume in some way, shape, or form. With right. Thor, it's his battle uniform. With Iron Man, it's just his suit, he and he's just like, oh, I like it in Hot Rod Red. Um, Captain America, like, they tried, like, they put him in a as comic accurate as you can possibly get outfit. Well, because he's just, just supposed to be a poster boy kind of thing, too. And then it's like, all right, let's make this so you can actually go out and do shit. You know, get, get, in, the, yeah. get in the field. Exactly. And then any other, like, co- like Spider-Man, like it was just like a homemade suit and then mm-hmm. Tony Stark came and like made it badass yeah. which another issue completely yeah but <laughs> um another episode but i think something that you can do to justify the x-men and you could e- like you could justify putting a big badass like Hugh Jackman in like a yellow a yellow and blue suit like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Is you could justify it by saying like, uh, the, the world is very like against mutants. It's like, a so stand out like a racism. How he stands out kind of thing. No, it's like the, the mutants are kind of a hated community. Like it's like a race issue that no one likes the mutants, but to, enhance or to improve public perception they had to adopt like these superhero personas Mm -hmm. and so that's why their colors are so vibrant and so colorful it's just like we're being superheroes just like you like the avengers like like us (laughs) but guess what we're mutants and we're people too (laughs) you know and and not to like not to get off onto a completely different tangent, but the way that like like Falcon and Winter Soldier is being set up, where they do address a lot of like race issues in that show, um, I feel like that'd be great too. Like like how you're saying with the mutants, how they're hated and everything. I feel like I think another maybe even. Um, you know, uh, what's it called? Just another way they could go about it would be like, you know, just to stand out like mutant and proud. Like maybe he would wear something like that because like, I want you to know I'm a mutant. I'm proud of the, you know what I mean? Like, instead of like, I'm not trying to hide, I'm not trying to wear, like you said, bland colors or dark something that blends in. I'm trying to like stand out 
I don't know. That's just, I don't want to get, I could get into it too. I really could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, they could just do so much. And it, Marvel's just, is famous for that. It's famous for handling race issues oh, yeah. in, under the disguise of mutants and non-mutants. And I think that would be, like, this is the the day and age to cover that stuff. Yeah. And a way that I feel like the X-Men do that is with their costumes that they portray, that they help with like the race issues is they is part of like the costumes are part of it. And yeah. So it sucks that we've other than X-Men apocalypse, we haven't gotten an X-Men movie where the costumes were just badass. Like, the only stand, like, in those movies, the only standout has ever been, like, characters that look completely different. So, like, um, Mystique is a standout. Beast is a standout. But it's just, like, he has a lack of costume. That's the the issue. Um, let's see. Another, um, Magneto. Magneto's also another standout. Professor X, he's in a suit and a wheelchair. It's hard to screw that up. But... It's just like these little, they have the pieces, they just need to finish them. <laughs> okay, the 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 person that they have for Nightcrawler, like in the, uh, I'll say like the more recent X-Men, I like that person that they have for him. Like the, he has like the right build, like kind of like, kind of skinny and everything. I want to see him in like. The black and red night crawler, like I want to see that. Like that is something I would absolutely love to see. I love night crawler; he's my absolute favorite. Uh, like, wasn't he? Wasn't he in that in the apocalypse? I don't know if he was wearing like, like you know, I think how he was he's wearing got, that black like, and the, red, the shoulder stuff and everything going. Oh, on. the shoulder! I don't know if he had the shoulders. Okay, <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like how he's got like it's almost like the red like V thing almost going down. It's like, it kind of like just outlines his body. I, I, I just like love, love, love Nightcrawler. Like that's something I want to see them do something really great with Nightcrawler eventually someday. Yeah. Just give me Nightcrawler. Um, bringing it back to new mutants. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not the old mutants. Um, the new it's so costumes score to six. They're very average costumes. And I think what we're bitching about is the one area that X-Men should shine is in the costumes. And I don't think we've ever gotten an X-Men movie where they have. And it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's all just basic uniforms. Like, the only... <sighs> okay, I'll give it to um, X-Men First Class. Those were pretty decent suits, and it worked because first class, that's what their suits look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the other X-Men movies, I think they they dropped the ball hard on <laughs> costumes. Uh, so anyway, six is what we gave costumes. <laughs> um. All right, last up, we have our own personal grades. So let's go from bottom up 
to uh, or for who liked it the least. So Rose knew it. <laughs> Freaking knew it. <laughs> you ended up giving it a seventy-seven. Uh, I honestly thought it was going to be like one of the nicer ones on this movie. I thought Caleb was going to like give it a lot lower than me because um I remember we were talking about this last night and I was like oh you know like I'm in like the high 70s and he's like oh, you know I think I'm in like the low to mid 70s you lying asshole okay I <laughs> gave it some thought you should know that I <laughs> I changed my scores <laughs> all right fair enough um but you know overall I was pleasantly surprised by the new mutants it sucks that uh it can't be fully utilized of what they, I think that the vision that they wanted to go with, especially with these five characters, but what we got, I thought was very decent. Uh, the acting was pretty, it was, it was pretty good. Um, the whole, uh, story I feel worked well, especially the, the, uh, where it's set. Um, I loved, uh, how that was built up into the story. Um, so yeah, 77 for me. And apparently that's very harsh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I ended up giving it the second lowest. Um, I ended up giving it an 80. So just a few points uh, higher than what Rose gave it. I I thought it was good. It was... The story was adequate <laughs> um it had some issues there's there's just issues all around but overall i i was impressed by what this movie was um i think that i would have i would have liked to see a bit more like i would have liked to see future projects come out of this um but i'm not overly bummed out that we're not going to get those cuz i'm more excited for what the MCU is going to do with the mutants. So I will gladly wait on that. But this, I think this was a good, uh, a decent stopping point for, for Fox. Um, it was definitely one of the, the lower, um, Fox projects, but overall, I think it's worth a watch if you like X-Men. Um, and if you like the horror genre, it doesn't get super deep into horror like it's not going to like scare the the living shit out of you or anything but overall it's it's not bad um and then Vic you ended up giving it the highest so you said between 93 and 94 uh, so I gave you 93.5 yeah I was going to say um I mean you can even go with like a 93 um I I think I was just really impressed with it again going in not expecting to like the movie um, but I think overall, I kind of like, I kind of had the same mindset like you where, um, I think it was a great stopping point for it. And I, th I think that's where I start. Like I did, I would absolutely have loved to see like them develop things more or see future projects with it. But, um, I think where, as it stands, like if it were just a standalone, uh, and the fact that it is just going to be just that, uh, I, I was, I was really impressed with it. And, um, I mean, again, the fact they gave me Lockheed, like I was, I was happy with that. 
They they gave in other words they gave me more than just a nod to uh, you know something from the comics or from the shows and stuff so it was yeah awesome all right averaging all of our personal scores that brings our f- final personal score to an eighty three point five or our collective score to an eighty three point five. And with that, that concludes this this, breakdown. This long breakdown. (laughs) This long-ass breakdown. Dude, I'm willing to bet our breakdown was longer than the actual movie. Oh, yeah, (laughs) we were definitely, yeah. (laughs) Movie clocked in at like an hour 37. Yeah. Well, that's like episode overall. Like, I I want to know how long our, just our breakdown portion was. It probably still was longer. (laughs) <laughs> it might have matched um, it. It might have matched it though. <laughs> yeah. Or it's I'll have to time this on Monday. <laughs> um Yeah, so the final All Bros and Crash and Taz movie seller score for the new mutants is I gotta get a mini drum. It sounds so stupid now. <laughs> It is sitting at a C plus. Not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad for for a movie that I went in with, like you know, some pretty low, like some low expectations. With it, that's not a bad score. Yeah. Yeah. So it is sitting at a seventy eight point seven seven percent. So. Comparing this to some other C plus movies that we've graded, uh, this puts it one percent lower than The Crudes, A New Age. Barely, like seriously, point two percent low or higher than Godzilla vs Kong. Oh shit. Uh, it is one percent lower than yesterday. Two percent higher than Unhinged. Okay. One percent higher than Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. I need to see, but I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. One percent higher than the Babysitter Killer Queen. One percent higher than Aquaman. Yes, definitely. One percent. One percent lower than Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh, let's see. One percent higher than Tag. One percent higher than The Strangers Pray at Night. One percent higher than the Boondock Saints. Two percent lower, or no, one percent. Yeah, one percent lower than Jexy. Damn near right in line with Jumanji: The Next Level. <laughs> hmm. Um. Ooh, this one's gonna sting a little bit. One percent. <laughs> Lower than Aladdin. 
Oh. No, oh, yeah, that does sting. <laughs> oh, 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 no. <laughs> oh, this one's going to sting more. <laughs> oh, wait. Actually, no. It is. Oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> we effed up, guys. <laughs> How do we F up? Oh, I swear, if you say The Last Jedi is higher than it. Nope. It is 1% higher than the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Wow. Holy shit. <laughs> okay, but I remember doing that episode with you guys. And I remember, like, a huge saving grace for it was Willem Dafoe. <laughs> like, yep. it, and this movie scored higher. I yep. mean, considering that, like, I, I recognize, like, like, there's two actors in this film that, like, I, you know... I know her from, you know, Game of Thrones is Arya. Uh, you know, Anya, Anya Taylor-Joy. Like, her I know from, uh, you know, The Queen's Gambit. Uh, also, um, uh, what's that one? Split. I, like, I think they did a decent job. The fact that Willem Dafoe, ha I felt like, had to carry that film. I remember that being, like, a very big point that we made when we got to the <laughs> acting portion. I, Dude, I you want to know what? Okay, <laughs> you want so what? Absolutely murdered Spider-Man was the writing. Okay, and we were talking about just how cheesy the writing mm -hmm, was. Mm -hmm. The uh, the effects also kind of killed it, and then the music we said was like fairly average. And then the costumes were were high, but what what's blowing me away is our personal grade for Spider Man is lower than it is for New Mutants. Well, so I think by it's... our by our math, we liked New Mutants better than we liked Spider Man. <laughs> I I think. I think what it comes down to is like you hear Spider-Man and you're like you expect big things. You know what I mean? Like that is a big name superhero. The New Mutants, I'm not, you know what I mean? Like I don't know what to expect really. Like <laughs> I'm trying to justify it, but you know, it's I love Spider-Man. Spider-Man is overall favorite superhero, but I was actually thinking about this a couple days ago because uh, I've been on this like kick of like watching like old time commercials for when like big movies came out when we were younger, <laughs> and I was watching like you know like uh, some of the stuff that they did for Spider Man, and I forgot like honestly how special and just so rare that this kind of superhero movie was when it came out, and because like literally you had really not gotten any good Marvel movies. It would had only been DC before Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. 
And for that fact alone, I know it hasn't aged the best, but for that fact alone, and just for how special this movie was when it came out, I feel that does definitely boost it above New Mutants for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I that wish does, I kept that the record hurt. of our of our personal <laughs> scores for that. <laughs> that does hurt, but what's done is done. Yeah. <laughs> yep. What's done is done. Some bitch. <laughs> okay, I think so. If it makes everyone feel better, <laughs> critically speaking, New Mutants is better than Spider Man. Because th- with Spider-Man, the story was much higher. The okay, that's actually all that was really higher. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know where I was going with that. It's Sorry, okay. guys. It's okay. I'm it's okay. You tried. You tried. You tried I plan on being up. Better. I plan on being up well past midnight, anyways. Right. So uh, <laughs> you know, I was already planning on losing sleep. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, uh, that is our <laughs> breakdown of the new mutants. Um, real quick, one thing I forgot to bring up before question we got into the breakdown. Yeah. I wanted to bring, I wanted to like, like stop you earlier, but I was like, nah, man, I'm gonna let him run his show. He's got this. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah. this is I, the all bros, not crash and Taz movie seller. I'm going to let him, he got this. But, you know. So, we posted a question of the week. (laughs) And we asked, uh, what is your favorite X-Men movie? And we did get a response over on Instagram um, from a friend of, actually both of ours, the Ex-Wife Podcast. I love that show. I love that show. I found them not long ago. And actually, uh, I've been listening to them since day one. So they're they're actually really great, nice. and I've been in, I've talked to them a couple times, and they're they're really nice. Yeah, um, but they said that their favorite X Men movie is Days of Futures Past. I feel that's um, definitely a favorite of a lot of people. But yeah, they choice. said such a good ap- adaptation of the comic with twists to fit both film to fit both film franchises. X2 had always been my favorite before that, though. But Alicia's number two is first class. Okay. And I I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he mentioned. I'm assuming uh, just having like like chatted with them in the past. I'm assuming that X2 was probably his favorite because it has Nightcrawler. And I know that Justin and I we're kind of the same at least in terms of from what the conversation i remember having with him was that you know i'm i've always been tied with nightcrawler and wolverine being my favorites and i'm assuming that's probably why because that was our first glimpse at getting nightcrawler uh cuz that was definitely my favorite uh, it's 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 mainly because i we get to see more you know more of the powers and stuff more mutant abilities being shown so it, it's always for me it's always been between that one and even x3 um the last stand, you know I, I i like it you know get to see some juggernaut we get to see all these guys and they like get to see beast um i wish i got to see nightcrawler again but 
You know, mine, mine are, it's honestly tied between those two for me. Yeah, when it comes to X-Men characters, I think Nightcrawler is definitely my, fav- my favorite. I love Nightcrawler. I want to get his pop where he's like teleporting, but I'm holding oh my out. Oh gosh, right? I'm holding out. The, I want. I, I. I'm holding out for them to make, like, the comic accurate one. I. I'm. It's a long shot, but I'm holding out for that. I may. I may just get the one of him teleporting, and then if they ever do that, I'll trade it or I'll sell it or whatever, or I'll just keep both. I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah. Anyway. Thank you, Ex-Wife Podcast, for answering our question of the week. And I apologize for almost skipping it. He just sucks. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, I, I suck. In his defense, it's late where he's at. That's true. It is. <laughs> Shit, yeah, that's pushing midnight. It is, it is very late. <laughs> Which, that usually happens whenever you have me on your show. We always wind up doing like an extra long episode. It feels like so, dude. That usually happens anytime we have a guest. Like we that's are true. incapable of staying on track. <laughs> yeah, it's physically impossible. I I feel like the no, yeah, you're right. I think it's happened once where you guys went like pretty long with a guest, but yeah. Anyway, uh, whatever. It is what it is. Dude, we've gone so long with you. We had to split Endgame into two parts. Uh, yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> how dare you? You know, no, you know how you know how long that had to be. We talked about Endgame longer than the the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I see nothing wrong with that, sir. <laughs> Hell, we almost matched the length of Infinity War and Endgame combined. Dude, like legit. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit yeah we got halfway through our breakdown before I was like okay I need to go to bed (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anyway so thank you guys for answering our question of the week we really appreciate it thank you Um, and yeah so that concludes this week's breakdown um, next week, we will be doing something once I pull up the the list. <laughs> uh, next week, you guys can look forward to us breaking down the new Mortal Kombat movie uh, with special guest from the Untrained Eye. Um, so yeah, look forward to that next week. Um, and also... Remember, we're we still or we're we're gonna do some stuff, but this is the last episode. But we're still make are hoping that you guys go check out our good friends this at Super Astra Films on Instagram. Um, the, we had them on for our Zack Snyder Justice League episode. Um, they're still trying to promote their uh their new horror short called Willow and Lydia. 
So go support them however you can. Links to everything that they do is in the description. You can also check out uh, their other short film, Umbra, which we... I'm going to say we broke down on Thursday for for you guys. So <laughs> when that gets released. So, yeah, links to all that will be in the uh, in the episode description. So please go and support them. Um, Vic, what do you want to anything you want to promote? Um, yeah, you guys uh, can please, by all means, check out uh, my show. Just Crash and Taz Movie Seller. Uh, it's just me and my uncle. Well, we do a lot. It's honestly, if you enjoy this show, it's uh, very similar now to the All Bros. We just have a little bit of a twist to it where we kind of keep it like bar themed, alcohol themed, really. Could even be like weed dispensary themed. Uh, where we <laughs> rate movies on, we do we do rate them, and um, they we have a special scale called the Seller Scale. And on there, we just see if it is either a well premium or top shelf movie. And that's where it lands. You know, that's where we find out where they land on there. Um, again, that one's called Crash and Taz Movie Seller. You guys can catch us on like Spotify, Stitcher Breaker, a couple other platforms. Um, and we're also on Instagram. It's Crash and Taz Movie Seller. It's Crash with the letter N Taz Movie Seller. And there's underscores in between each word. Um, and uh, I mean, we're friends with the All Bros on Instagram, so you could easily find us on there too, on their on the friends list. So, um, yeah, uh, that's really the only thing that I can think of at the moment <laughs> that I'd promote. <laughs> Hell yeah, go check it out, weekly listener over here. Oh yeah, even with movies I haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate that. I think a lot of our I think a lot of our movies wind up being movies that like some of our listeners haven't seen because my co-host who's my uncle is a huge he's a huge huge fan of like 80s films so we get a lot of we get a lot of 80s movies <laughs> like on his end <laughs> uh where we we pick movies we go back and forth each week so um you definitely can see the difference in tastes of movies and stuff so yeah it's awesome you guys have some amazing conversations and taz always comes in with some amazing like little trivia (laughs) no he does he does yeah so go check them out um i'll put links to all of their stuff in the description as well thank you thank you um yeah until then if you like this episode, want to hear more of our stuff, be sure to follow and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We are damn near everywhere. Um, you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube. Hit us up on social media if you want to suggest an episode idea, want to answer our question of the week, or if you want to join us on an episode. We would love to have anyone on. Um, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search at the All Bros. You can also email us at theallbroschannel at gmail.com. Check out our website where you can find links to everything that we do, tinyurl.com forward slash theallbros. And uh, go check out our merch store on that on our website. We have one. I haven't posted anything new for a <laughs> really long time. But... <laughs> <laughs>
new stuff will be going up eventually. I'm a um, large, but... and I'll look for my uh, uh, what's it called? <laughs> frequent visitor uh, sweater in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I- I'm kidding, but I would definitely yeah. actually. I will most likely be going on there and getting some. I'll I'll purchase a like a sweater or something like an All Bros merch. I would gladly wear your guys' stuff. I'm just letting you guys know. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. So, like I said, links to everything that I mentioned is going to be in the description. So, until next week, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And I'm Vic. And we'll catch you guys next time. Deuces. So long. Peace. Awful, I'm sorry.